our New Testament lesson. Our New Testament lesson this morning is from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 6 through 14. You can find it at page 90 of the New Testament section of your pew Bibles. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. We celebrate the written word of Scripture. We celebrate the living word, Christ among us. Please join me in prayer. Ever-rising God, just as you lifted the eyes of the disciples to the rising Jesus, so lift our eyes to you as we hear your holy word today, that we too might turn our eyes toward the need of the world. Amen. It's a holiday weekend. And I confess that as I I stand here on the Sunday before Memorial Day, the song going through my mind is not the song that I just taught the children, Bene Sancte Spiritus, uh, but an old Four Seasons song, See You in September. (laughs) Memorial Day is the unofficial start of summer, when neighborhood pools open, white shoes come out of the closet, and people head off on their summer vacations. You may not know that Memorial Day isn't the only holiday this weekend. The Feast of the Ascension is traditionally celebrated on the 40th day of Easter. We Presbyterians observe it on the Sunday after, that is, today. Although the truth is that we Presbyterians don't really pay too much attention to the Ascension, maybe because it's one of the stranger stories about Jesus. Only Luke and Acts describe the ascension. The thing to remember is that Luke, who wrote both Luke and Acts, is not a reporter. He's a preacher. He's not as interested in the who, what, where, or when of a story as he is in the meaning and why it's important. As one commentator put it, there's more theological poetry in Luke than history. The question to ask about the Ascension, as with most Bible stories, is not 
Did it really happen just like this? But rather, what's the message? According to Acts, the resurrected Jesus has spent time with his disciples, teaching and inspiring them. And now it's time for them to graduate, so to speak. Jesus is speaking with them, and the question they ask, now will you restore the kingdom of Israel, is proof that they still don't get it, even after the resurrection. Jesus says they don't need to know God's timing. What they need to do now is get going as witnesses to the good news that God is breaking into history. Suddenly, as they look on, Jesus is taken up into heaven, like Elijah in the Old Testament, but without the fiery chariot. To speculate about where the journey into outer space ended or whether Jesus would have shown up on a radar as a UFO is to miss the point. This is Luke's colorful version of the meaning of Easter. Jesus, who has been raised from the dead, now has been taken into the presence of God. We affirm in the Apostles' Creed that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, and as Martin Luther said, the right hand of God is everywhere. After the ascension, Jesus is no longer confined in his ministry by time and place and history. The disciples are standing there, mesmerized by what they've just seen. Two messengers in white clothes show up, just as in Luke's version of the resurrection, and they ask them why they're standing there staring at the sky. This shakes them out of their reverie and sends them back down the hill into Jerusalem. Ten days later on Pentecost, they'll receive the promised Holy Spirit, and that turns them from disciples students and followers, into apostles, messengers and leaders. For now, there's a pause, there's a break, when they'll live and eat and pray and worship together, missing Jesus, but beginning to discover that he is still with them, in them, part of them. They are preparing to become the body of Christ in the world. The passage reminds me that in the Bible, folks don't get time off just for its own sake, but rather these pauses are always times of preparation, times for refreshment and renewal before the invitation to walk across another threshold, to start a new adventure, or cross a boundary into unfamiliar territory. This God-given pause before Pentecost is important. The disciples have absolutely no idea what's ahead of them, but they do know that Jesus is preparing them for whatever may come, and he's promised that he will accompany them through the Holy Spirit. All of which got me thinking about summer vacations, as well as this weekend and the holiday that we celebrate tomorrow. Since shortly after the Civil War, Memorial Day has been a time to remember and honor those who died in service of our country. Maybe it's also an important pause, a time to hear the stories about real sacrifices of real people and to let those stories keep us from making war an abstraction. Sometimes those stories are hard to hear, but the best way to honor the memories of those who died is by dedicating ourselves to peace, 
with the hope that someday those hard stories will be ancient history. We were reminded by the attack in Manchester, Manchester last week that much of the conflict in the world today isn't about soldiers and armies and battles, but rather about terrorism. We know that the whole point of terrorism is to create fear and to create the hatred that goes with it. So when people react with fear and hatred, the terrorists have won. So while a long weekend is always good, and I have nothing against barbecues, perhaps Memorial Day is also one of those God-given pauses, a time when God is preparing us to renew our sense of commitment to working for a world that is more just for everyone, because justice and peace most often go together. And I wondered, too, about our summer breaks from work and school in the next few months. Might they, too, be important pauses, pauses that prepare us? Rest and relaxation are good, just in and of themselves. We all need a break from our routine. But part of the reason that we need a break is, when that, is because when we're away from our routine, when we get a little distance from our everyday schedules and habits, often we're able to see things with fresh eyes. We have time to breathe and to wonder, to ponder, and especially to think outside the box of the way we normally do things. This isn't just my opinion. Plenty of research shows that giving our brains time to wind down can lead to our greatest moments of creativity and insight. Vacations help us break bad habits, too. People will perform routine behaviors like pulling out of a driveway or brushing their teeth just the same way every time as long as they're in the same environment. But if we take a vacation, it's likely that that behavior will change. And travel in particular gives us new perspectives, opening our eyes to new cultures and customs and ways of doing things and ways of thinking. I'm a big fan of Rick Steves, the travel guide and Christian, who insists that travel, especially travel outside of our comfort zone, is a political act. He says that travel changed his perspective and his politics. In an article he wrote in 2003, Steves describes how travel impacted his thoughts about terrorism. He writes, to even consider the terrorists' concerns, that is, U.S. military out of Islam, Arab control of oil, security for Palestine, is out of the question in today's America. But the passions are strong enough and the technologies of mass horror are accessible enough that radicals, heroes, terrorists, martyrs, whatever you call them, from angry lands, where the most popular name for baby boys is Osama, will certainly strike again if no one listens to their concerns. I'm concerned about a disconnect between us and the rest of the world, and I'm perplexed by an electorate that seems to vote against its own interest. If America is a democracy, how can people vote in policies that aggravate an unjust and growing gap between rich and poor? Maybe what God had in mind in creating us to need vacations 
which we surely do, is new insights, new perspectives, breaking habits, and important pause. Maybe in all this, God is preparing us for what comes next. This morning, we ordain and install our newly elected deacons and elders. Those are the officers in a Presbyterian church. Next week in worship, besides hearing the word proclaimed in music, we'll celebrate our graduates. New officers and graduates are obviously on the threshold of something new, but in a way, we all are all the time. We have no idea what the remainder of 2017 will bring, let alone 2018. There will be accomplishments and setbacks, victories and defeats, joys and sorrows, triumphs and tragedies on a personal, communal, national, and global scale. And in all these things, God will be with us, comforting, celebrating with, strengthening, and accompanying us in whatever may come. And God will also be preparing us, preparing us to be God's emissaries of good news, preparing us to comfort others, preparing us to work for peace, preparing us to live with less fear and more generosity, preparing us to look out for the rights of others, preparing us to strive for a more just community and world. This holiday weekend and this summer, in all our pauses, my friends, God intends to prepare us for the next adventure. If you're here in town over the summer, join us for worship, because beginning June 18th, we'll be celebrating the summer pause with a sermon series we're calling The Summer of Love. A nod to the 50th anniversary of that summer in San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury that changed our culture, and an opportunity to explore the prime directive of scripture, which is love. Our music director, Danielle Canosa, has planned some very fun Summer of Love music as well. If you're gone much of the summer, well then, like the song says, we'll see you in September. But whether you're here or traveling, let this summer be an important pause. God intends to do good work through you, and God intends to prepare you for it. May it be so for you and for me. Amen.